0: Hey, I'm Aubrey
1: and I'm Jordan. We want to welcome you to the Peace of Authenticity podcast. Please
0: join in on the conversation. What's going on? (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Peace of Authenticity. Episode eleven, I believe. Episode eleven. If my math is correct. Fun fact in high school when I used to Um, play basketball, that was my number. Eleven was my was my favorite number. Well twelve was mine. So, so these next well, two weeks are going to be pretty great. Next week can be about you. This week it's about me. Ugh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <was> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, we're just totally kidding. Um, man, 2020 has been such an interesting year so far. I mean, not only did we launch the podcast, well, this would be episode 11, so one per week, 11 weeks ago. That, mm-hmm. um, man, a lot of cool things have happened, and but. I'm also finding out that a lot of people have had a lot of tough things mm-hmm. happen in 2020 as well. And so, you know, the rain, the rain falls on all of us every once in a while. But what, what I wanted to, what we wanted to talk about this morning with you guys as you're at work or wherever you're at, um, pain is a very real thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, just last week. We, I had the honor of officiating Jordan's great-grandma Pat's funeral uh, in Hugo. And, man, I was nervous. And, you know, but it was really kind of a good service because it was really a celebration of, you know, it's our loss but heaven's gain, mm-hmm. you know. And for a lot of people... um pain is something that they're facing every day and so we just kind of this week in in the in the episode we just kind of wanted to touch on that episode of pain and not not necessarily have it meaning loss even though loss of life can always brings pain it brings heartache you know there's a there's a void that comes into your heart when you lose somebody close to you but Pain can be different things. Pain can be something small. Um, you know, it, it can be a friend or somebody that is close to you that's betrayed you. It's finding out that, that somebody is talking behind your back. People that, um, you know, you, you miss out on a promotion at work. That can be painful as well, but pain is, pain is universal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and we're all we're all gonna go through it, so I think it's important that we understand how to take that head on whenever it hits. Because I know in my life I've encountered pain many times, mm-hmm. many many times in, in in the loss of life, and it wasn't until I got older and gained understanding and and gained a a genuine relationship with the Lord that I was able to understand. Exactly, what was going on and how I needed to battle for uh, for that element of pain
1: and I think whenever you really learn who God is and you open your heart up to him and that his thoughts for you are good and he loves mm. you and all these things that whenever you feel pain you want to go to him in that pain and you might be upset with him You know about whatever has happened or anything like that um like Aubrey said this last week uh, my grandma passed away and she was 89 years old lived an amazing long um god-filled life and of course you know it's nice to know that but it still hurts you know there's still pain and then uh the sadness of not seeing her for however long until I'm in heaven you know not seeing her um, but whenever I found out I just wanted to go sit with the Lord because I sometimes you just don't know what to do you mm-hmm. know and <laughs> so I was just sitting there and I was writing something like a tribute to my grandma and just praying and crying and you know all the poetic things <laughs> that you do when you're filling in with the blues and, you know, he'll just speak to you so clearly. Like I, he felt so close, like he was right there. And I felt like he was like hurting with me, you know? And like what Aubrey said a little earlier, he cares about the small things that we think might be like, I would think like, why is he upset? Like he knows I'll see her again. She's up there with him. She's happy. Like, you know, I'm sure he's like, it'll. it's okay, honey. You'll be fine everything will be good. But he was sad with me. Like whenever Lazarus died, Jesus wept. Yeah. And then he called him forth back to life. in. yeah. And it just goes to show that, um, it was crazy. Cause he felt so close. That's the only way I could explain it. And I said that to somebody and I was like, hang on, I think that's a scripture. So <laughs> I went in and it was, um, Psalms thirty-four eighteen. He draws close to the brokenhearted. Yeah. You know, in the sad morning, you know, when you're going through grief. And that was just so cool that I actually experienced what a scripture said. I didn't just explain what I felt by scripture. I already knew I knew it deep down, but I just felt it that that's the only way I could explain it. He was so close and it was there in the scripture. Like God's word is true today, tomorrow and forever. And it was just such an amazing experience to get to draw close to him in the pain um, because I think some of us will pull away from him and do the opposite because either we're angry at him or we don't understand and it's just the beauty of coming to him just broken and not knowing what to do and that's whenever he can really dig in there with us and hold us close and you know we just feel that closeness that we wouldn't have felt before if we were just going along with our day and didn't have that pain that happened,
0: yeah, well, you know when when you go when you go through a really tough time when when pain strikes your life, what's the first thing that you want to do you want to call somebody that's close to you 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 want to call a family member, you want to call a friend, talk to them about what's going on mm-hmm. unload feelings and even just talk and just letting someone know that you're there,-,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and that you're not alone in in what you're going through, and even you know things that's painful that causes frustration, you know you just want to vent, you want to do anything you can, but here's the thing: the Bible tells us that that God you know you can talk to him as though you're talking to a friend, you know he he wants to be there, he wants to hear, he knows everything that's on your heart, but he still just wants to hear it from you. And I think it's important to understand that when you're going through that pain, there's only one thing that you can do. You can either get bitter or you can get better.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think Nana said that as far as like for grandma's life at the mm-hmm. funeral. She's like, there were many instances in her life where she had the opportunity to get bitter, but instead she got better. Yeah, what Yeah, what, what a testament you know to somebody's life. But how, how do we do that? What's a, what's, a, what's a practical way to, instead of letting bitterness take root in your heart, to get better? And Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 tells us, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and he, we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. Hmm. A lot of times... When, when we're walking through painful situations, grace, our line of grace, you look at it like an extended line of credit on your checking account. When we're going through pain, that line of grace gets shorter and shorter. But thankfully, you know, Hebrews is telling us right here that in our, in our most time of need, if we come to the Father, we have the grace that we need in that moment. When, when in the in the pain and then we don't have to lean on anyone else because God is already trying to give it to us mm-hmm. you know he he wants to be there for us in the midst of that but you know the the bible the bible tells us that that he collects every tear like mm-hmm. he he watches us as we go through these things, and his heart breaks for us kind of like when you said jesus Jesus knew without a doubt
2: mm-hmm
0: once he got there, that he was he was raise, gonna raise Lazarus. Yeah. He he knew he knew the end. as soon like before he even got to town, so why did he cry? I believe that he cried because his heart ached with those that were in pain because they didn't know the end result like Jesus did. Yeah, he saw the pain in Mary and Martha, and his heart broke with them. It wasn't because he didn't know. I mean, because what did he do? He walked up there and he says, Hey, Lazarus, come forth. Boom, that smelly looking dude, you know, came walking up out of the cave and everyone rejoiced. And Jesus knew that was going to happen from the beginning, but it still said that he wept.
1: I just think that speaks volumes of Jesus because he could have just been like, Okay, if they believed I could raise him from the dead, why are they freaking out? I'm here. Yeah. You know, you would have thought like that. Like, You have no faith. Why are you crying? He could have thought of it like that, but he felt their pain in that moment and didn't think like, don't they know that I can do this? Like, do they believe in me? And he just felt their pain with them. And I think a lot of the time we think of God as the, like what I was saying, what Jesus could have done. Do you not believe me? Like, why are you freaking out? Like, it's just if we understood, fully understood the love that the father has for us, the love, like that all he wants is this intimate relationship with us. He doesn't want all these accolades. He doesn't want all these trophies. He doesn't want all these acts of service that, you know, we want to lay at his it, first and foremost, he wants a relationship with us and out of that relationship with us. That's when the acts of service to the Lord come forth. That's when, cause it's the desire of our heart to please Our closest friend to please our father Mm -hmm. so it all stems from that relationship that intimate relationship with him so i want to ask you when you're in pain who do you go to who's the first one you think of to go to
0: what's the first call you make
1: i think that'll show you your most intimate relationship you have yeah was it the father and i don't mean that to be shame you know to put shame um that's just a convicting thought yeah it
0: is (laughs) It is. Uh, I was just looking through here. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul is telling us, that's why we are not discouraged. No, even if outwardly we are wearing out, inwardly we are being renewed each and every day. Mm-hmm. This light, temporary nature of our suffering, is producing for us an everlasting weight of glory far beyond any comparison. Wow. Because we do not look for things that can be seen but things that cannot be seen, for things that can be seen are temporary, but things that cannot be seen are eternal. I love that, that passage because he says he calls the suffering temporary. And depending on what situation you're walking through, what circumstance you're facing right now, sometimes even small pain can feel like I'm never getting yeah. over this.
1: And those are the ones where we think we don't need to go to the Lord because it's actually pretty pathetic. This upsets us so much. It's yeah. Like a shameful <laughs> kind of like Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's it just kind of makes you think, Okay, I know better than this. Why mm-hmm. why am I why am I struggling with this? Um, you know, for me I, I grew up in church and, and I remember going through several milestones of of things, you know, in my relationship with the Lord. But then as soon as as soon as I lost Somebody very close to me, it's almost as if I knew nothing at all.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's that question of when everything falls apart. Yeah. When everything's going good, it's easy to believe that God, what God wants for me is good. Yeah. Because everything's good. But like what Paul talked about right there, it doesn't matter what you're seeing on the outside. That doesn't matter. It's, what's yeah. the, it's what the unseen is. We don't think like that. Like,
2: yeah, no. Kidding. I'm sitting
1: here at this table and this glass right here, this empty glass, this is real. This is you know not just the warfare going on and, and the spiritual and the things that we can't see but we can with our spiritual eyes but usually yeah. we're just looking with our natural eyes.
0: Yeah. Well, you you think about um, you think about all the situations in life like even all the commercials where they're where they're talking about depression and anxiety and all this stuff and mm-hmm. and it even tell they even tell you you never know what somebody's going through on the inside. Mm-hmm. And this is, Paul's saying the opposite of that. Like on all these people that, that are struggling with depression and anxiety, it's like what's happening on the inside is destroying them, but on the outside they look good. Paul is basically saying that because of my relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm being renewed on the inside. Mm-hmm like the inside of me is is constantly being renewed every day even though my the outside of my body is aging and looking yeah, you know and often yeah. can look rough I can take physical beatings and everything like that Paul is saying that I'm renewed because of the relationship with Jesus yeah and oftentimes I think that it's easier for us to uh to talk about the pain than it is to pray about the pain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's why I love that section of Hebrews in chapter four that we just talked about earlier. It says, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. That's the new living translation. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, cause a lot of times we, we can be like, man, you know, other people are struggling with so much more than I am. Like, wow. You know, why am I even struggling with this? And that? but that's where that's where the enemy has a lot of people trapped mm-hmm. is in their own realm of understanding and being like man and and focusing on the pain instead of the purpose in the pain, the purpose in the pain is for you to understand that we are in a fallen world and that we need a savior
2: mm-hmm.
0: we we need jesus the the reason why the reason why pain. It, pain. You you don't always understand why there is pain, but you can understand this, that a relationship with Jesus makes everything that you walk through just have a little bit more understanding because you understand that no matter what I go through, he never leaves me and he never forsakes me. I have a eternal best friend that I can talk to and that the mm-hmm. Bible tells me that he's only a knock away. He says, I stand at the door and I knock. I'm just waiting on you to open the door for me.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it because he's right there. It's, it's our decision. Yeah. It's our choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. the fact that um, he knows every single thing about us. Um, I know we always talk about that one friend we have where they know every single thing about us. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really don't because I think there's some stuff that we don't even know about us. Deep deep down, maybe it's in our subconscious or something like that. I'm sure it's a you know um psychology sort of thing or whatever. I'm sure it can be explained, but like God knows everything about us and He loves us one hundred percent, one hundred percent of the time. You know? I'm sorry, but we won't be able to find friend like that on earth.
0: (laughs) No. No. But I love the stories, right, where people are like, oh, man, if you would have told me five years ago that I'd be here today. And mm-hmm. I've even used that a bunch of times, yeah. especially when we walked into ministry all you know those years ago. It was, man, I used to tell people, yeah, if you would have told me I was going to be a youth pastor five years ago, I would have never believed you. But here's the thing, God knew. Mm-hmm. So when you say that there's a friend that knows everything about you. It's like, well, maybe they know your past and maybe they know who you are today, mm-hmm. but God knows your future. And he understands that the pain that you're walking through right now is temporary. He's there with you in it because he sees the end result.
1: Mm, yeah. And that, and I think with that, what's so beautiful about the Lord and his relationship with us is, you know, like we keep saying, he knows everything about us, all the horrible like detestable evil things that we've done and you know, all these things, but he calls forth who we really are. He calls forth what he sees in us, what he created us to do. And I think that's just, because I think I keep saying, I think (laughs) but I just see that in the world, we focus on a lot of the negative, a lot of the not so great aspects of people. Especially right now, in this with the election coming up, it's just well, so and so's this, so and so's that. Like, it's just back and forth the negative, the negative, the negative, the negative. But we have a heavenly father that sees all that, mm-hmm. and he knows it's there, and he knows our downfalls, he knows everything. But he calls forth what we what he created us as in our true identity,
0: yeah. Well, and that's, that's why it's important when you are in those seasons of pain, or let's even say, um, valley seasons,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, that the the same, um, I keep, I always reference that, that Bethel song, but it's like, you know, the God of the mountain is the God of the valley, Mm -hmm. you know, whether, whether you're high on life, Mm
2: -hmm. you
0: know, everything's going your way, you have no issues whatsoever, or Maybe all poo is hitting the fan if we mm-hmm. can be real with yeah. one another. It's, God's with you in both seasons.
1: And he, he holds us in His hands. Yeah. Like, I think whenever you finally sit back and know that, that He's the all sovereign God and He's a good God and He loves me and what He wants for me is all good things. And I think when we can sit back on that, no matter what's going on around us, no matter the sad, the pain, all these things, it's just knowing ultimately that, you know, our relationship with the Lord, that's what it's all about.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: At the end of the day, we will all stand mm-hmm. before the Father and... What will we have to say for it well, you know so and so, because so and so was my friend that's going no mm-hmm. he he's not going to care about any of that mm-hmm. it It's all going to come down to do you have that intimate relationship with the Lord to where he says, you know well done, good and faithful servant, or depart from me for I never knew you that's 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 a huge marker to understand and, and a lot of times in In our pain we don't we don't really understand that question why comes in and it just wrecks everything and and I even want to say like in the in the betrayal of relationship or the betrayal of friendship, that can almost make you question everything as well, just like losing somebody that's close to you mm-hmm. it, it can make you question all of it, but it's understanding that people are flighty mm-hmm.
1: Um that podcast that I we just listened to a little excerpt of a few days ago, the same people that were yelling about Jesus Hosanna, Hosanna are the same ones twenty four hours later that were yelling crucify, crucify him. him. Yeah. So why? Man. Why do we care so much about what other people say and think yeah. of us?
0: Yeah. I I believe that maybe maybe you're not in a season of pain right now, but I guarantee you, I promise you, that you're going to walk through seasons
2: mm-hmm.
0: of pain. They're going to come. Maybe you're not in one right now, or maybe you have been in one, but you're still holding on to the remnants mm-hmm. of that. I think, it, I think it's important to understand that people sometimes associate pain with Um, you know, like, well, obviously I'm not doing what the Lord's called me to do. If, if I've hit this rough area or, you know, God has departed from me, I I messed up. So the Lord walked away from me. That that's never the purpose of God's heart. And I think it's important to understand it in Romans chapter eight. Um, Paul tells us that. Since we are His children, we are His heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs in God's glory. But that part sounds good,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And a, and a lot of preachers will stop right there and be like, "Isn't that amazing? You're 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 heirs. You're joint heirs to the kingdom of God with Jesus." And and I've even touched on that before when I've been preaching that it's just like, we're, "Oh, you're an heir. Yeah. Praise God that that means." That you're supposed to prosper, like you you know, you have all the keys that that Jesus had, you had everything. And Jesus even said that greater works mm-hmm. than what I did will yeah. you do. And so we we leave, we can leave that verse, that passage right there up on the mountain, and we're like, Yeah, I'm I'm with the God of the mountain.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But listen to what it says after this. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Mm. Yet, what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory He will reveal to us later.
2: Where was that found, Aubrey? Romans
0: chapter eight, verse seventeen and eighteen. Hmm. See, Romans eight seventeen can can have you leaving. Oh like, yeah. I I serve I serve the God who's who's able to do who's able to get you know. Do far more than I could ever ask or think, which is which is another scripture, and it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. But it also says, if mm-hmm. you'll continue it, that if you want to partake in the glory, mm-hmm. you also have to partake in the suffering. Which means, if you're chasing after the glory of God, you're also going to witness a little bit of the suffering. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people, they don't understand, well, Lord, I've been obedient. I'm trying to walk in righteousness. I'm doing everything that that you've asked me to do. But then they hit a rough season, and and the road starts to get a little bit rocky, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and the path starts to get a little bit narrow, and things aren't falling into place like we believe that they are supposed to. yeah. It's okay because God is the same. Your situations may have changed. And things, you might be hitting a lot of roadblocks, but God's the same. And He's the same God in your pain as He is in your joy. Hmm. In, on the mountain or in the valley, He doesn't change.
1: I love that. I just, um, I feel like... Some of you are going through something and you feel like it's the worst thing you've ever gone through in your whole entire life, and you're gonna see that this is where you flourished. This is mm. where you grew. Yeah. This is where you got in deep. Um, that whenever it feels really dark and scary, that's whenever you're planted and you're about to flourish. You're about to um just be in a place with God that you've never been in before with the intimacy and with the thankfulness and with the gratitude. Um, because, man, he's just so good. I think whenever you fully grasp the goodness of God, you see him in everything, even the pain. Mm. Um, and I think that that's the most beautiful thing to learn in life. Is that very thing that God's goodness prevails through it all
0: <laughs> so second corinthians twelve this is what just that like what you're talking about is like you know every everything no matter what no matter where you're at in life, right, the apostle Paul tells us that he's been rich, he's been hungry, you know he's he's been rich, he's been poor, he's been hungry, he's been fed, you know mm-hmm. he's been full, and i'm like and he learned through all that that it doesn't matter what situation he's in that god mm. is still faithful mm-hmm. i mean we, we all know that so it, it it just it just cracks me up because the apostle paul talks about this in second corinthians 12 and he says uh each time the lord said to him my grace is all you need my power works best in weakness mm-hmm. and so mm. it it made me think and i'm i'm going to continue uh, to read this in just a second, but in your weakness, think about think about when you're weak. Mm-hmm. It's when you're going through those seasons of pain. Yeah. It's when, when we stop, when we understand that we cannot control
1: what's what's unfolding. Can and I also say it's also in those dry seasons where you don't even know exactly what happened, but you're just dry. Yeah. And you're just blah. Sorry, but I just that to can, but that, that can be painful as well. Yes, exactly. And I think a lot of people think, well, that's not pain. That's not grief you're in the same. Yeah. You're dealing with the same
0: thing. Yeah. If you're in the wasteland, absolutely. That, that can be painful because to be far from the Lord, I believe is to be painful. Is is to be painful. Yeah. And, and so he says, my power works best Mm -hmm. (laughs) in weakness, which means in, in the midst of your weakness, in the midst of your pain, that's when his power becomes the most elevated. That's when it's the best possible, uh, experiences with God that you can have. So now I am glad to boast in my weaknesses. You're talking about the (laughs) apostle Paul. He says, I'm glad to boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why not only am I going to boast about my weaknesses, Paul goes even further to say, I take pleasure in my weaknesses. Hmm. And in the and in the insults, the hardships, the persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm. So it, it made me it made me think, in the midst of this, Paul is telling us we have the potential in our seasons of pain to be the strongest we've ever been.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And not by not by might, nor by power, right? Nothing Says the Lord. we can do. Nothing we can do, <laughs> right? I think that pain comes, that a lot of times pain seasons come upon us because we, up until that point, we've been able to control everything instead of letting God do it.
1: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So then we find ourselves at a spot where I'm no longer in control. I don't like it. Here enters pain Mm -hmm. because what we want to do is control everything. We we want to, we want to give all credit and glory and honor to the Lord and say, man, I'm so blessed because the Lord's got me. But really though, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you've controlled everything until that point.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And then all of a sudden it shifts and it's like, oh crap, here's pain. Where'd this come from? It's not yeah. supposed to be like this.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm living the Christian life. Yeah. I, it should be easy. It should be sunshine and rainbows. That's what I've heard. And I think that that's what's really been hurting people that are new to this Christian walk or they've only heard a certain message. It's not easy there are times where oh my goodness, wow, Lord, blessing after blessing. This is amazing. Thank you yeah. so much. But there's also deep, dark, down, painful things. Like, and I think if we grasp that and if we know 100% without a shadow of a doubt that our most important thing is intimacy with him and a relationship with the with God. That's it.
0: Right. Then in those those moments that we were just talking about right there is when Paul says, "I yes, found out that
1: I'm strong." Yes, when you get to that place where you can, I promise you, yeah. when you can get to the place where you're like, you know what, yeah, man, yeah, I'm going through trials. Praise you, Lord. Like I'm gonna get, I'm gonna grow through this. When you can get to that place,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. We we all want to show strength. Any yeah. any leadership any leadership book that you read and and teaching that you do. Uh that they always say stick to your strengths, like know your strengths. And and you know, we try to make every situation fit toward our strengths. We try to get jobs and everything like that and, and do everything that in areas that we're strong in. Mm-hmm. But Paul is saying, instead of focusing on what I'm good at all the time and my strengths, I boast in my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Because in those weaknesses, I know that God is strong. And sometimes those seasons of pain that we're in, we're in them because we finally realize the new weakness that we have. And instead of boasting in that and being like, Praise the Lord, you've highlighted another thing that I need to grow in, which nobody wants that, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to man, I feel like I'm constantly fixing everything. It's Mm -hmm. like a car, a used car that's a beater, and you're always having to take it into the shop to get it fixed. But when it comes to your spiritual life, Paul is saying, man, I'm out here boasting that I'm broken. Mm -hmm. And when I'm willing to boast and take pleasure in those weaknesses, that's when I know that I'm strong because I know I'm strong because I know that God's got me. I have an intimate relationship with Him And if he is for me, then what can be against me? And he brings me what I need in due season. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And when we really grasp all of that, it doesn't necessarily make all the pain go away. It doesn't necessarily make all the heartache go away. But it helps us to understand that God sees where we're at, but he also knows where we're headed. Mm -hmm. I love that example that you used earlier about Jesus and Lazarus because it's like Jesus knew Mm -hmm. what was going to happen once he got there but his his heart still broke Mm -hmm. for Mary and Martha and he became emotional because he saw their heart breaking because they didn't see the end Mm -hmm. when we are facing pain a lot of times we don't see the end we just see our present situation Mm -hmm. and God's heart is with us in that. But also, He knows that the end is in sight. Mm -hmm. He knows where you're going to be in the future. And I just think that that's amazing. And if you're you're listening to this podcast today and and there's any type of pain either happening right now or it did happen, and maybe you're holding on to bitterness, I just want to encourage you to just press in to God and come boldly to that throne of grace like what we talked about in Hebrews earlier come boldly to him talk to him as though you're talking to a friend and just watch as he brings you through this valley season and it might not be over tomorrow it might not be over next week but eventually the valley the valley season is going to be over mm-hmm. and you're going to find yourself back on the mountaintop mm-hmm. And you'll be able to boast in your weaknesses because God's the one that got you there. Yeah. Had nothing to do with you the whole time.
1: Mm. I, I want to end on this because I've been thinking about it all the way through and I have to say it. Um, whenever we were pregnant with Gray, we were, you know, we had this perfect picture of, I don't even know. Technically, I saw um, a tiny Stephen Furtick, let's be honest. And I was like, yes, Lord. He's going to, well, we got like three different prophecies over Gray that he's going to preach and prophesy. So we're like, heck yeah. yeah, Jesus this is going to be amazing, you know? And then whenever Gray was born, everything came crashing down. In that moment, we thought, right? Whenever right. the doctor said he has the characteristics of trisomy 21, which is also known as Down syndrome. Um, I'll tell you right now, my whole world crashed. And I know yours did too. Yeah. In that moment, that single moment, right? And so I can't even express how um amazing this (laughs) like I'm gonna try not to be emotional but I cannot imagine our son any different in any shape or form whatsoever (laughs) under the sun like there's no child that is more of a blessing that would be more of a blessing to Aubrey and I. That's why we were talking about having another kid. I'm like, I just don't know. It can't get better than Gray, though. Yeah. So I'm not sure.
0: Bowie's the best.
1: Because I just we know that everything that he does in this life, it is going to amaze people. And all Aubrey and I can do is point to God. Because yeah. Gray is literally walking, talking, giving God all the glory, little boy. Like, even, man, there's just stuff the Lord's been showing us that he's doing even right now that just prophesies to and foreshadows what our son is going to do when he gets older and I will never forget that day when I thought my world was falling apart it was actually the most some of the best news we've ever heard in our lives Yeah, (laughs) and I know that sounds insane but like Aubrey said earlier those of you that are in pain and seeing something that you think is the darkest and your whole world's falling apart you're going to look back in a few months, few years, whatever it be and thank God that it unraveled exactly like that. Because that, mm-hmm. we don't know the blessings that's behind the pain, the blessings mm-hmm. that's behind the questions, the confusion, the fear that you have right now. Just know that he's the God that's more than enough and the God that gives us more than we could ever hope for or imagine. Yeah. I just had to. I was waiting. I was like, oh, maybe this is for another podcast. I was like, no, I have to talk about our son because he's literally like the exact definition of the greatest blessing of our life that we thought was a horrible um, news said about him at the beginning. Well, it, we,
0: were, we were just, we didn't know how to take it. We didn't, we didn't see it coming. It caught us off guard and, and it exposed Weaknesses.
1: Yes, our control. We couldn't control right. that.
0: And that's, that's why I said most of the time we enter those seasons yeah. of pain because we finally realize we're in a situation that we can't control. Yeah. And that's where we found ourselves with Gray. And for a long time, I, I lived in that mode of fear and, and the mode of what ifs. And the mm-hmm. pain was, was always there. And then I had to come to the conclusion that if God said it, Mm-hmm. He'll do it
2: hmm exactly,
0: and so without faith, it's impossible to please God, and so i'm going to take the prophetic words that were delivered over our Son, and i'm going to stand on them, and I'm going to stand in faith, and then I'm just going to continue to believe that what God said he will see to fruition he'll see it come
2: yeah
0: to to the open and and that's all that's all that this is, and so that way, I can boast in my weaknesses. Cause I have, I have no problem saying that in that moment I was very weak.
1: Oh yeah. And, both. and
0: I almost fell apart. Uh, a lot of people got phone calls from me and, and every conversation I had with the Lord at that point was like, Lord, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this. I don't. Know. Yeah. Let him be your strength in the midst of your weakness and just trust God that he's got you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No matter what situations unfold, no matter what happens in the midst of that, God's with you. He's mm-hmm. Alpha and Omega, beginning yeah. and the end. It it, it, is, it is what it is. Take comfort in that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And understand that this season's not going to last forever.
2: Mm-mm.
0: And pretty soon your pain might turn around to be one of the best blessings yeah. that you've ever had. <laughs> but it's been good today, y'all.
1: Yes. We're so glad that you're, you're listening and that you're a part of this conversation. And like we um, usually say at the end, make sure and um, rate this podcast, um, uh, connect with us on our Instagram or our Facebook. We'd love to talk to you, pray over you. Um, we always reply no matter what, like we just want to have a conversation with you. And so we love you guys and we will talk to you all next week.
0: We'll see you later.